0: Hey, it's Chris Jones, co-host of the Jones Zone podcast, and this episode is brought to you by the Jones Zone Real Estate Team. So if you're looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate, give us a call, 803-810-2230, or head over to our website, thejoneszones.com. That's thejoneszones, with an S, dot com. All right, enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Your real estate advocates, community connectors. What? I'm just. I'm. I'm Encouraging like I'm doing a good job. Good job. Keep going. Oh, okay That's what I'm doing. 803-810-2230 if you have any real estate questions comments or concerns Brian How's your trip man?
1: My trip was amazing. I went to South Dakota visited some friends that from middle school hmm. and so uh We reconnected went to Badlands Sturgis beat up a couple of bikers, you know, it was pretty fun man. What made all... you
0: beat up the bikers? They, looked they were talking they were
1: just talking crap you about know. your haircut No you know, like, so for those listening who don't really, who, who haven't seen me in person, I'm really muscular and just a physical specimen. Yeah. And I'm intimidating. And it's like one of those deals where, like, somebody's big, so they want to test you. And, you know, I had, to, I had to, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you probably <laughs> get that in prison a lot, too. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. did. You did. When I was there, yeah. But you had fun? Forever? Yeah, man, it was
0: awesome, man. It was good. You looked refreshed. You look tanned. You guys, you oh, Yeah, outside. we went out
1: to the lake, Lake Pactola. We spent the day there, and the water's beautiful. It was cold, but, like... Just compared to like Wiley, oh gosh, forget about it. It was great. It was great, man. Was, it, it was,
0: was it, how, What what's the temperature of the water, do you think?
1: Oh man, it was probably like in the 70, uh, 60s, maybe. Sixties? Maybe. Yeah, I didn't have a thermometer on me or nothing, Chris. Come
0: on. I'm but, just curious because like it it never really gets warm. It gets it, warm in the summer, but years and years and years. Here we are, late July,
1: and it was it was cold. It yeah. was really cold. But but it was green. You could actually see. I mean, it was it was an, one of those it was like trees around. It's in the hill, Black Hills. Yeah, like a landscape. It looked yeah. like a landscape pic. Yeah, yeah. Something nice. So it was great, man. Then we went to the Badlands. The Badlands was awesome. A lot, Just, lot bigger than I remember. Did you guys go to Mount Rushmore? No, no, we didn't go to Mount Rushmore. Man,
0: been there, done that kind of deal. Really? We, we get it. You yeah. couldn't have resisted. I couldn't resist it after twenty years to go to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we 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 did a lot of things, man. We really couldn't fit it in. Couldn't fit it in. Didn't make the priority
1: list. Didn't make the priority list. You know, Badlands was on top of the priority. Sturgis, Deadwood. Oh man, Deadwood was amazing. Did you lose any money there? Did you gamble? I don't gamble, man. I, I'm too cheap for that. I'm too cheap. <laughs> I could lose ten bucks and like if I lose ten bucks, my night's ruined. I, I lost, <laughs> lost ten bucks. I lost ten bucks in poker. We played poker on like Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday night after the lake. We went to Eric Knight's house, played a little poker. Let me tell you about Eric Knight. He got <laughs> lucky the whole night. He was getting it like he was he was winning on the turn, and just 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 winning. Mm, mm. I got eliminated really quickly. So,
0: all right. Well, that happens. Welcome back. It's good thanks, to have you. Man, I thanks. missed you while you were gone. But today we are joined by. Jorge Milares. Did I say it right? You I got right. yeah, to try to say it fast, man. Right? You get an A for bueno. <laughs> such a <laughs> gringo. Such a gringo. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. I'm not good at enunciation, but uh, he's with Queen City Unity, and their mission statement is really just to kind of, un- I'll let you say it. I'll but, say it. Okay, go ahead, bro. It's to
1: bring together all races, religions, genders, sexual orientations, and socioeconomic statuses in order to create unity in the Queen City. How you to, nailed it. Yeah, um, you're, you're on board now. That's it. Now, that's now you got to it. volunteer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the man. Yeah, thank Good to guys. have you, bro.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, yeah, if you don't mind, man, share a little bit of uh, your personal story and then some of your professional background and then catch us up on Queen City Unity, man. Why you launched it, what you guys are doing and all that. Yeah,
2: sure. So, um, I moved to Charlotte back in 2011. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Uh, first generation American. You know, my parents were, they came from the island of Cuba uh, when they were very young. So, growing up in Miami, it's a very, very diverse environment.
1: So, were you born in
2: Miami? I was born in Miami, yep. And, and, you know, a while back. Uh, So, you know, growing up there, you know, you really don't really understand or or see a lot of the racial disparities that that are, you know, present across the nation. Just because, again, it's a very multicultural city. Now, I moved up to Charlotte, uh, you know, for business. Uh, You know, I have a background in business development, and, and I was a director of sales and business development at a company here in Charlotte. And moved up in 2011 and absolutely fell in love with Charlotte. It it was great. The Southern hospitality is a thing. It's legit. It exists. Uh, And and I totally fell in love with it. But the first thing I noticed was, you know, when I drove to South Charlotte, it was predominantly white. And when I would drive to, you know, West Charlotte, it was predominantly African-American. And then I'd go to South Boulevard and it was like I was in Little Havana again, right? So we are a diverse city. But one of the first things I noticed was it is very segregated and divided um but didn't think anything of it just went about my daily life and then september of 2016 happened um the officer-involved shooting of keith lamont scott um, with the civil unrest that ensued and at that time that that during that week i was out of town i was visiting you know friends in in south carolina about five hours south and i'm hanging out with a couple friends and they're like hey what's going on in charlotte and i was kind of ignorant to what was happening cuz we were so far away and i'm like well it's great you should come visit charlotte it's awesome <laughs> no
0: literally you're on the news yeah. what's going on in charlotte she's like turn around
2: look at the cnn look at cnn right now and i just see what's happening and i tell a lot of people this that was really the day where i felt like i became a Charlatan because it hurt it hurt yeah. to watch it i was really far and i had a lot of friends that lived here and didn't really know everything that was going on cuz the media obviously will overplay things at sometimes uh but when i got back i got a group of friends colleagues and business partners and said hey let's let's meet at my house and let's talk uh and we didn't really know what the heck we're going to talk about or what we're going to do but when it was done we had the mission statement that you read earlier but that was after three hours (laughs) so we said let's meet again and eventually we got together again and came up with our four core initiatives which we call the four pillars of unity and it's been an amazing ride ever since you know really met a lot of amazing people and you know, it's a our mission statement is very broad, but it's intentionally broad because it needs to be all encompassing. Right. Um, so it's been an amazing ride. Met a lot of amazing people, and really tried to have the largest impact that we can by collaborating with other
0: organizations here at Charlotte.
2: It's mm-hmm. been it's been a lot of fun.
0: That's amazing, man. It's like um, I think that time period affected a lot of people here, but to actually have it inspire you or move you, if you don't want to use the word inspire, but to to make you take some sort of action says a lot, man. I mean, how? Yeah.
1: Because there's like, I mean, there's, it's one thing to say, you know, look at this is going on. uh, something needs to be done, but actually to sit down and organize something and actually, you know, go out and make a difference is is really cool.
0: What gave you the courage to do that? You know, I think
1: for, for a long time,
2: I've, I've always just kind of looked at society and said, Hey, you know, there's, there's something wrong, you know, specifically when it comes to, you know, socioeconomic divide, you know, and if, if you think about our country in general, socioeconomic divide is pretty much the tool of racial divide. And if you dig into history, you start realizing that way back when, even after, you know, slavery was abolished, well, there were still things that were put in place by, by the powers that be at the time to continue to separate Like us. Jim Crow laws. Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for us that, for me, that, that always hit home. Separate but equal.
1: Right. That was in the 60s, like 1960s. Yeah, not even that long ago. Yeah, not even
2: that long ago. Not even that long ago. So it was, you know, I think it just came to a point where, you know, I no longer wanted to work for a company and drive somebody's bottom line specifically because there's so much more work to do. And, you know, ultimately what really fueled it was the people because our Unity Ambassadors, we have over 105 Unity Ambassadors at the moment. Um, and, And those, by the way, for you guys that don't know, that's what we call our volunteers. When you go volunteer somebody, you go do something and you leave. But our unity ambassadors are what, you know, they, they embody what a community leader is. So their passion to really drive our mission is what drove me and inspired me, uh, like you said. So, you know, also there's so many organizations here in Charlotte that are already doing amazing things. And the very first thing we spoke about when we were, you know, meeting at my house that first day was, let's not reinvent the wheel. You know, there's a lot of organizations that compete against each other and they're really trying to drive the same mission, but they're just competing against each other. We don't believe that. We've reached out to as many of them as possible. Some of them have reached out to us. And collaborating with them, collaborating with the Unity Ambassadors, that kind of fueled the, the courage to say, we're, we're going to continue to do this.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the things that you guys are actually doing in the community? I mean, what are the steps you guys are taking to, to unify the city?
2: Yeah, the very first step was, you know, serve the community. You know, and it sounds simplistic, but it you know there's a lot of people in need here. And when we first started, we we didn't have the social capital, nor did we have the you know the capital in general. Uh, but we knew that by just doing small things, for example, uh, you know we do homeless care bag distributions. Where, oh great! Yeah. Yep. We collect items, and then we go to the streets of Charlotte, or even to the men's shelter of Charlotte, and hand them out one at a time. Um, so that's that was a good start. Uh, we've also partnered with Channel Nine, uh, WSOC TV, for their donations uh, donation collections that they do. Um, so good example of that is nine school tools where they collect items to benefit the children in need, you know, school items to prepare them for the school year. Well, we had the group to do it, again, you know, so we just said, you know what, let's help them, and we designed a donation pickup program. Uh, What we do is you go online, you fill out the form, one of our Unity Ambassadors will show up to pick it up. You don't have to go drop it off at a bin. It makes it easier than ever to donate. Um, Additionally, we gave Christmas presents out in the streets of Charlotte to the homeless, and again, that was a good way to start. Uh, second thing was festivals and events. You know, by bringing people together, that's the first step. You want to bring a diverse group of people together? Bring them together. Celebrate, celebrate each other's diversity, get to know each other, have some uncomfortable conversations that that you you haven't had before, and that's how you grow. So we have an event called the Charlotte Unite Festival. That's going to it's going to take place this year on October 6. We did the inaugural event last year. So it'll be October 6 at Nota Brewing Company from 12 to 8. Want to make sure you guys are there. Yeah, we we'll yep. be there. That sounds cool. Make sure you swing by, and it's it's a multicultural celebration where we have one stage, and on that stage you've got hip hop, you've got Latino salsa, you got country music, African drums, Indian Bollywood dancing, all of it. Can I uh,
0: volunteer to do like a freestyle hip hop? Yeah, man. Have you uh, done
2: it before? Or this would be your first. Uh,
0: you want to tell him? Tell me. Um, Brian <laughs> has actually won several talent shows. Uh, he does the, I guess it's called the beatboxing and the freestyle rap. And I guess he battled, one of them was like a battle. He's
1: actually, he's actually like a famous rapper now. But I don't won't mention it, his name. No, not, took it, him out? He took him out. I like, it's called a cypher. And we just like go yeah, down. Yeah, I cypher is, man. I grew up in Miami. I know the cipher. i I'll say that he,
0: uh, <laughs> that person, his alter ego, I guess, is also a famous candy. So yeah, chocolate hmm. coated, uh. Candy coated chocolate Yeah
2: I'm gonna have to ask you guys Once we disconnect here I'm Yeah like, that's uh, he,
0: Neither here nor there But uh, Anyways you were Before Brian interrupted You were talking about This festival coming up well, Yeah yeah But
2: now I'm interested In the hip hop uh, cypher He's gonna do at the festival <laughs> I'm gonna slay it I can't wait Slay
1: man. it like
0: a dragon In a covered wagon <laughs> That's what's up. And that, That's about the level Of his skills <laughs> that's, that's literally the, He just stopped After wagon Wagon Wagon
1: <laughs> dragon. You already said dragon. Uh
0: because <laughs> <laughs> my skills are lagging. I, I got nothing. My pants are sagging. Okay, That's too bad, man. Ryan Walking through work. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be a hit. We yeah, gotta yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but fun. yeah.
2: So the festival is gonna be amazing. You know, and and you know we have great guest speakers. Like last year, our keynote speaker was Toussaint Romain. Uh, he ran for district attorney recently, but before that, he was a public defender. And he was actually the guy that was out there doing the civil unrest in a shirt and tie, uh, bald-headed African-American male. He was standing between the protesters and the police to truly just create peace. Um, So he was a great keynote speaker. We're working on solidifying our keynote and our headliner for this year. But again, it's a great opportunity for us to come together, really just celebrate our diversity, learn about each other. So to answer your question, that's where we started, based on the funds that we had at the time and the social capital we had. And now where we're kind of shifting a little bit of our focus to is to drive sustainable change in the community because care bag distributions are great. You know, festivals and events are great, but it's what some consider a Band-Aid, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But again, given the resources that we had at the time, that's all we could have done in the first year. And we're going to continue to do that because we do see the value and the importance in it. But now we're driving into two community programs. One is called the Charlotte Forward Program that focuses on upward mobility. You know, Given that Charlotte ranked dead last among major cities when it comes to economic upward mobility and mentoring these families, it's a lifelong mentorship, getting them from low income to where eventually they're owning a home, their credit is better, and they're saving for the future and their children's future. The other program is the Equity Ambassador Program. Charlotte schools are very segregated and divided, and I think a lot of that is the remnants of the history that we have here in Charlotte. And if you go to some schools, not all schools, but some schools and a majority of schools are either predominantly white or predominantly minorities and people of color. So we wanna grab kids from these not so diverse schools, bring them together into a diverse environment and have them really interact with each other through team building exercises, you know, activities, and then of course, equity and equality education. Um, so for us, it's really important. And again, the equity program for the youth will launch at late September. Is that we'll, like
0: an after-school program, or what is that exactly? Yeah,
2: it's going to start as a pilot in late September. And we're okay. working with CMS on two particular schools that are up in the air right now, uh, but we'll pick one, and they'll pick one. Uh, and we're going to pilot there, and the ultimate goal for the program is, given if it's impactful and successful, which we think it will be, this to expand it to every CMS school. And ultimately, when the kids are done with the 12-week course, they now go back to their schools and start their own Queen City Unity equity ambassador clubs in those schools to spread oh, wow. the message of diversity. Yeah, that's
1: pretty neat. Man. That's awesome. Yeah, It's in
2: its infancy just along with the Charlotte uh, Forward program. Uh, but, you know, at this point we're working on acquiring the funding that we need for it and also working on making the connections with some of the organizations that are already doing some of the, some, some of the great work within these initiatives so we can partner with them and, again, not reinvent the wheel. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's an interesting concept is to kind of eliminate the competition and just, hey, like like you said earlier, you know, we're all – it's the same mission. Yeah. There's no reason we can't work together. Uh, layman's terms, economic upward mobility. So mm-hmm. what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, good question. Um, you know, and a lot of people here have heard the term, you know, thrown around over the last couple of years. And, and sometimes it does get confused with, well, if we're dead last in economic mobility, we must be the poorest city. Well, we're not necessarily the poorest city in America. But in Charlotte, only 4% of people born into poverty will escape poverty. And that makes us dead last of the major cities in the U.S. So literally 96% of people born poor in our city will perish poor. And that's an issue. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the resources that some minority groups are not offered because they are surrounded and they're, they're born and raised really in, in, in low-income neighborhoods where these schools don't have the resources that some of the, you know, some of the other schools across town have. Um, so that's that's what we mean when we talk economic mobility is that again the the ability to move up whether it's because of social capital or lack thereof for these these folks that live in these neighborhoods or if it's just the resources that they don't have then that's that's what we focus on I'll give you an example you know I grew up you know lower middle income uh lower 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 more lower than middle uh we started lower and eventually got to middle thanks to my parents but they were just figuring things out too Mm -hmm. and and they didn't you know have a high level understanding of you know 401ks and things like that so there's a lot of people like that do they have
1: that in cuba no
2: (laughs) none of that in cuba yeah they don't they don't even have the four from the 401k none of it yeah
0: nothing yeah and so in terms of like uh, a tangible action plan for that you you meet with parents like what's the first step in improving upward economic mobility
2: yeah so right now we're taking applications for any families that that are making $40,000 $40,000 or less household income. So if you're listening out there and that's you, we'd love for you to reach out. Uh, go to our website, queencityunity.org. There's an application on there. And the next step is we will meet them, uh, get to know them, understand their situation, and do a high level assessment of, their, of where they're at. And every family's different. You know, For example, we got an email from, from a family where somebody in the family actually has a master's degree they're just struggling to actually connect to a career. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean.
2: Yep. And that's that's where we come in. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, this person's credit score is phenomenal, but they're afraid to, to to really either purchase a home and they don't have the money for it. So the next step is to meet with these families, identify these families. Ultimately, we want to impact at least 20 families a year, but each family will have one dedicated mentor that will be there with them, 365, 24-7. And, and just assist them through the process. And and again, it's very dynamic because every family is different, but that those are the first steps. And right now we have two families that we're in contact with and just trying to really get the ball rolling. But we expect the, the, the program to fully launch by December of 2018, given that we have the funding necessary mm-hmm. and the connections with the other resources and other organizations that can help.
0: Yeah, man, Yeah. How has the community embraced you guys? I mean, are you guys building partnerships left and right? And are people, I can't imagine people outwardly saying they don't like your message, but I mean, how are you guys being received and how is it growing and everything?
2: Yeah, that's actually a great question. So initially it grew relatively fast. We got a lot of support from a lot of people that just said, we stand behind your message. How can we help? And that's how we got up to over 100 Unity Ambassadors. And, you know, in terms of the organizations in the community, the city of Charlotte themselves, they have been absolutely amazing and really stood behind the message and tried to support us as much as they can. You know, there's always the random, you know, uh, racist messages that we will get um, through Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Um, So we do get anonymous, you know, people that do not appreciate the message, but that's the minority. Um, And, you know, so to answer the question, it's been amazing. Then, you know, of course, there are some some activist groups, uh, local activist groups that, you know, for them and from what I'm learning is if you're if you're not part of their circle, then, regardless of your message, they won't accept it, and it's very interesting because it's kind of counterproductive. Because we <laughs> yeah. we both have the same mission, and my message to them is let's collaborate and let's let's work together on it. Rather than try to knock a group trying to accomplish the same goal that you are, we live by collaboration. Right. Um, but I'd say about eighty percent has been overwhelmingly positive, and about twenty percent well, of the other twenty percent it hasn't been. About ten percent of it is just. The racist people that are out there? Yeah. And the other 10% is some folks that are activists in our community that, in my opinion, I think they're, they're good-hearted people. They have a great message. We have the same message. But my call to action to them is let's talk. Let's, let's communicate. And let's work
0: together. Yeah. They're probably just feeling insecure or threatened or something about your progress or who knows. But
2: Perhaps. I, 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 but <clears throat> I definitely, extending the olive branch, want to talk to them, want to meet them. Um want to work with them. Let's let's do this thing together. We can't all do it alone. Right, right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned the four pillars. I feel like you kind of snuck those in as we were talking, but what are mm-hmm. the four pillars? Yeah. What are they, if you <laughs> don't mind just identifying
2: real quick? Sure. Uh, first one is serve the community, yeah. and that, that's the charitable activities. The second one is festivals and events that promote diversity, inclusion, and drive equity and equality in the city the third one is raising awareness so if you go on facebook instagram or anywhere else there's a lot of negative messages out there uh, across social media our goal is to really promote and highlight the great things that are happening in charlotte because there's a lot of great things happening and the fourth pillar are the community programs which are the charlotte forward program and yeah, the equity yeah. program yeah. we're we're at a point where we we have made a, a solid impact in the last year but there's so much more work to do. Okay. Um, so the biggest message that we have for anybody out there listening is if you believe in our message, if you stand behind it, if you have the resources to, to be a part of it, or if you want to volunteer, go to queencityunity.org and, and learn more. Um, I would personally want to meet just about, I, I meet everybody that comes in through our funnel. Um, I talk to them, I explain to them, You know, answer any questions they may have. And, you know, at the same time, you know, just like with any other nonprofit, you know, funding is key. Mm-hmm. And again, we've received solid, you know, individual contributions from the community. Uh, but we are at a point where to, to, to really have the Charlotte Forward Program and the equity program at full scale, we're gonna need two things. We're gonna need three things. Number one is more unity ambassadors that wanna make a difference, that wanna be a part of it. Number two is the the, the the collaborative efforts, you know, from other organizations that are either doing similar things or part of what these programs do, and let's collaborate and let's get together and really just work on it as a group. And then the third one is, you know, funding. Uh, definitely, you know, need the, need the funding because it costs an average of six thousand six hundred twenty-two dollars per family to actually mentor them throughout the entire program. For the charlotte forward program geez how much how much did you say about six thousand six hundred and twenty some dollars and and that's an average some families will cost more some families will cost less for example the the family that reached out that she has a master's degree well we don't have to do vocational training (laughs) she's got a master's right um so i think that that's that but that's the average right and if we're going to impact 20 families a year or at least that's the goal we're going to need you know about one hundred twenty thousand dollars, right uh so, anyhow, that's that's where that's where the money comes in. And again, you know, nonprofit. One thing I love about the nonprofit field is the the, the capital that you earn. Well, by the end of the year, most of this has been in, and all of it should be invested into the community. Um, so, you know, a little bit different than my background, where we were just driving bottom lines. Here, where we're trying to acquire the funding that we need to actually have a great impact in the community. So I guess the message is, if if you have in any interest in assisting funding or even just making individual contributions or volunteering and helping us and let's get together and let's collaborate too you know let's get all these organizations together it doesn't have to be for us we're not the saviors of the city and we'll never pretend to be we just want to do our part and collaborate and even if we we you know if another organization takes the the the, the larger role we're okay with that it's not about the credit it's about the impact
0: right that. um tell us a little bit about the formation so like it started with you bringing friends and some business owners to the apartment and uh or to the house and talking what what made you take that next step like other than agreeing okay there's something that we needs to be done but let's form a non-profit and like that's a pretty big jump you know yeah. like, what, and then how'd you go about doing that what were some of the challenges and obstacles and forming a non-profit and all that you know what really led us to the next step
2: was, so think about 2016, specifically around September and October, there was a lot more going on than just the, the civil unrest that happened here in Charlotte. If you looked at across the nation, we we're in election year yeah. and there was tons of division. Oh yeah. 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 So, so we, we decided, you know, this isn't just a Charlotte issue, but this is our backyard and we're gonna start here. But ultimately, you know, as, as we continue to grow and have a larger impact, the goal would be to expand nationwide at some point point. and when we really started thinking about the impact that we could have across the nation across the world that really fueled it um but for us charlotte is home this is our backyard it's our crib as they say and <laughs> yeah. we're gonna start here and then we're not moving from here we're not we're not we're not ever moving from charlotte just always be home base and then some of the challenges were we're 100 volunteer based. So everybody's working everybody has a job so we would get out of work around six seven o'clock and be up to like midnight, one, two, three in the morning, working on stuff. So sleep deprivation was de- <laughs> definitely yeah. a challenge. And I think the other challenges were, you know, just there's a sea of nonprofits in Charlotte. So many nonprofits and some nonprofits come and go. And when you're in that that much of a competitive landscape, so to speak, which is unfortunate because you would think that if organizations are trying to accomplish the same goal, there shouldn't be that competitive that competitiveness
0: happening, but it is. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a challenge. Are you saying competitiveness for like do, for people donating, like which mm-hmm. ch- nonprofit to donate to, or like competitiveness is like scrappiness amongst the nonprofits? I wouldn't say scrappiness
2: amongst the non- nonprofits, but there's a, a pie and there's yeah. only so many pieces you can cut that pie. So it's probably more along the the, the funding piece specifically. Uh, so that that has been a little bit of a challenge just because Charlotte is a you know, 250-year-old city where there's a lot of deep-rooted connections. And, and again, trying to again work together with the existing social circles that exist, that has been a little bit of a challenge, but initially it was, but now it's really starting to open up. And I think people are starting to understand that our mission is, is, is one that's well-intentioned, good-hearted, and, and again, like I said earlier, not about the credit. We don't care to take credit. We don't to, to us, that's not important. You know, there's a lot of things we've done that have not been posted on social media, that have not been posted on Instagram, that there aren't news articles about, and and that's cool. We 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 don't care. Um, yeah. Yeah, for us, it's about the impact.
0: What you work on. Uh, all right, man. We'll take uh take us home here. Maybe in the last thirty seconds or so, just remind everybody uh, who you are, and um, most importantly, like how people can get in touch with you guys and support your cause.
2: Yeah. So first thing I'll say is come out to the Charlotte Unite Festival on October 6th at Noda Brewing Company. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And if you want to learn more about us, you know, go to queencityunity.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Queen City Unity. Uh, And, you know, any questions or any suggestions or any collaborations that, you know, anybody out there that that is willing to collaborate, willing to get together and really just drive this message of unity, you know, equity and equality. Let's do it together. Uh, let's let's do it together. We can't all work in our own silos. So let's come together and and, <laughs> awesome. and, and do it together.
0: Well, Jorge, thanks for coming on the Jones Zone, man. It's yeah, a man, pleasure thank having you guys. Me. Thank yeah. you guys. I appreciate y'all. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.